Hello and welcome to Pod for Noriga, the podcast that after all these years still feels like Bambi on the ice. I'm Jack. Joining me today, right next to me in studio, is... Erland. And over in America is... And John. See, it's a it's a skeleton crew today. Uh, also, I don't out. appreciate that that's the studio. This is just as much the studio as that is yes, the studio. It's fair. Our transatlantic I mean, studio blankets. continues its, its, you know... We, we hung up blankets on the wall, so it's actually a little bit more studio-like. Studio-esque. Yes. Oh, fancy. Uh, uh, Kevin was unable to see the movie <laughs> because he is in an area that is uh, hard to find it broadcast in, in, in an actual theater. Um, and Giro is taking care of the baby. So, uh, But she will be joining us later, hopefully. Because today we'll be talking about the 2021 uh, film The Worst Person in the World, or in Norwegian... Or Vladimir Svestman I can't say that. So, you didn't even try. But, Vladimir I can say that. Yeah. It was directed yeah, yeah. by Joachim Trier. It was written by Joachim Trier and Eskil Vot. Which is that how you would say that? Vot. Yes. Um, and it's a big deal because it's nominated for uh, Best International Film and Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars, which should be coming up uh, in the next month or two. I didn't look up the actual date. Yeah, 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 end of the month. But I'm very excited to talk about this with you guys today. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm not going to bring up Occupats and how terrible the world is and how that show actually is very good. You should really watch it one day, early. We may need I to will, do a. Re- I feel like I feel like I'm uh, watching it live. We might need to do a so. retrospective episode, like a retrospective <laughs> review, right? It's it's pretty effing wild, guys. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. The world's crazy, but at least we have good movies and stuff, too. <sighs> oh, um, so, uh, let's talk a little bit about this movie. So, um, I will read the tagline from IMDb, which says that the film chronicles four years in the life of Yulia, a young woman who navigates the troubled waters of her love life and struggles to find her career path, leading her to take a realistic look at who she really is. Now, let's begin. Overall thoughts on this film. Erlen, I'm very, very curious. Oh, but before we do, um, can we talk about how we each saw this movie? So I'll say that I rented this um, on Apple. Uh, um, actually, no, I bought it. I bought it from um, on iTunes and had watched it only with Norwegian subtitles. And my Norwegian is not fantastic, so maybe you guys will have gotten more out of it than I did, but uh, that's how I watched it. Uh, Erlen, how did you watch it? I mean, first of all, good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, very impressed. Um, I watched it, I've watched it twice, twice. which already kind of jumps, jumps the gun on my overall thoughts, I yeah. guess. So my first time was in um, the theaters in Budapest on Valentine's Day with uh, Annabelle, my girlfriend. Yeah, I'm so used to saying girlfriend. But anyways, uh, we watched it with Hungarian subtitles, oh. but we both speak Norwegian, so... And- uh, is how is how is her because uh, I mean she she's uh, better at me yeah than I mean me she's, she's she's a, a secret language genius so yeah. like she well not so secret I guess but she she really got everything out oh, of it fantastic. and it, I mean on a side note the Norwegian in this film is pretty straightforward it's pretty cl- like it's it's kind of like the um, mm-hmm. the clean Norwegian the yeah not not a, a, not a heavy dialect yeah and... and it's I mean it's also not like a overall crazy. Wow. dialogue heavy you kind of get the vibe you know like i can pick up a breakup scene probably in any language yeah just and i mean <laughs> like the, like the extent of the language difficulty goes to certain cultural references that that are made whether it's to uh the city of oslo or kind of other things but uh that was the first time i watched it uh, it was in a small theater and it was 
an amazing experience. And mm-hmm. then the second time was with two other friends. Uh, we rented it, kind of similar to how you did it. But, okay. Here um, in Norway? Yes. Awesome. So I watched it for a second time just for this podcast. Oh, I'm very interested. To uh, I mean, I'm just going to jump in and say, yeah. it is by far the best film we Ever. covered on this podcast that I've been watched. That Better, than Elling. Better than Elling. Better than Elling, 100%. <laughs> and I will also say it's, I think, top three films that I've seen in the last year. I mean, wow, that's great. I was, okay. I, w- I love this movie. I, I love it. Oh, that's two thumbs up. Yeah. Like, we wow. can, we can, we can cut the here. podcast here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back it up, what about guys. you, John? Yeah, John, tell uh, me, uh, how, how'd you see it? So I went to a, uh, a theater downtown in DC that uh, the landmark theater that shows more mm-hmm. uh, or E Street Cinema as you might know it Espo. Ah, uh, E Street. And uh, it shows like independent foreign language films. Uh, I enjoy. I saw it this past Tuesday. I enjoyed a bottle of wine. Was there with a lady friend. It was quite nice. Uh, a quite nice Ooh. experience. Uh, and I saw it with English subtitles. Uh, so Good. I, I my Norwegian is not strong. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, it'd be I, weird if they. Well, here actually, America. <laughs> John, if you um, you've been watching Norwegian films for quite a bit of time now, are you starting to pick up on words like you can tell? I am not. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, I I, I, Hard no. well, I mean, I can I pick up on like yes and no, like you know, I could. I, I mean, remember very when very watching... very basic words, sure. Uh, but but no, I I am not. I because I haven't. I mean, what you're doing is good, right? Where you where you are watching it with Norwegian subtitles and just trying mm-hmm. to understand. That's, I think, how mm-hmm. you do that. I think if you are, you know, it would take a very long time of watching these movies very continuously to get it by ear from mm-hmm. with English subtitles. So um, I'll uh, I'll say that Guro also watched it. She watched it today in a car on the way back from our cabin. Um, the original plan was she was going to watch it with. Um, her father yesterday and that was like <laughs> and I was like I don't know if you want to watch this movie with a parent you know that's uh I don't know I would be so down to watch this, this is with okay we're, this is such a weird <laughs> thing and this is actually ties back into the movie because kind of a Rorschach test I, I don't know if like this is a different like cultural relation thing but in the movie when Yula is trying so hard to get her dad to read the article she wrote, given the subject matter of that article, was blowing my mind. Like, I would never in a trillion years want my parents to read an article that I wrote that was was I mean, we're we're cutting ahead here, but do you think that dad truly didn't read it, just like couldn't be bothered? Or do you think he was pretending not to have read it so as not to confront the subject matter? I think it could have gone either way. But, I mean, given the other elements to this dad's character that he was like you know he lied about uh mm-hmm. not being able to make it to her birthday mm-hmm. and like he's apparently you know been pretty absent throughout the time and yeah he spent he like he got the gift was uh, a shirt that this his stepsister yeah, or his yeah. half-sister uh was wearing in yeah. the same yeah. shot so my guess is that uh, he didn't read he just couldn't it. be bothered uh, to click on the link and the download and the whatever wasn't working <laughs> and the yeah i'm like how bad are you at internet that is- like he looked let's, kind of bad though, but, yeah, but, he was but like, still not that bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, th- let's uh, let's um, I, I I shouldn't have let us down in there. Let's let us let us take a step back and um, uh, we already heard how Erlen feels about the movie, uh, a modern masterpiece, I believe is. I yeah. I mean, again, I also just want to say this is um, the last of three films by the director. 
uh, that's kind of you know become known as the Oslo trilogy. Mm-hmm. And actually, the first one we haven't watched. We have not covered watched. it on the Good podcast. It's called Inepisa, uh, which means like rerun. Uh, and then the second one we have covered, mm-hmm. it's Oslotet uh, Fersdagud. And I believe all of the these trilogy, they're all directed by Joachim Tria, and they all star in some way uh, uh, on their stand. Yeah, yeah. So who, who, who in real life, by the way, is a doctor. Is a doctor. <laughs> he is a medical doctor uh, in Norway and yeah. just like does acting For on fun? his free time. Yeah. What, as, wild, what have you <laughs> And then um, I also know that uh, Renata uh, Reinsve, how do you say that? That's a hard one. Uh, Reinsve. Reinsve, yeah. the, the, main, uh, the main actress who played Julia, was, started acting. And then I think uh, John told me that she almost quit acting right when she got selected for this part. And she had quit acting to become a carpenter, mm-hmm. which... Yeah, I mean, I mean, she basically is kind of herself in this in the film movie, yeah. in, in <laughs> yeah. some ways. I mean, this is a, this is a movie about a woman seeking, uh, finding herself in a way, finding her path and stuff, and mm-hmm. and like you know, not afraid to quit things and starts a, a totally different path. Definitely, and in many ways, this is this was like mm-hmm. written for her in mm-hmm. a way. Um, oh yeah, she I, had been in one piece before. It was like she was in a. Ten, she had like a 10 second cameo in, in one of his movies. In also so, Tereti for August. Yeah, so they like they knew each other, mm-hmm. uh, but she has no like serious acting experience. And then she won wins Best yeah. Actress at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Yep. Um, that's amazing. And, and uh, um, I, I don't believe I said how I felt. I, I really love this movie. I thought it was great. Um, uh, I saw a review that described it in a way that, uh, that uh, like um, it, it hit me was... Um, a lot happens, but also nothing happens in the way that it, it's, it is just a seg- a, um, a collection of a period of this person's life. There's not, uh, you know, like we would see in some, like an action movie or a spy movie or, or even like a rom-com, like a, a general arc. This, there's a lot of this woman just kind of passing through life, trying to find where she belongs in it. And I really appreciated that because... I think what was really important in, in making this movie work was the structure of these segments. Was it 12 in total? Yeah, there's 12 chapters of prologue and an epilogue. And using those uh, it, those chapters to able to form the kind of this this overall chronicle of this period of her life allowed there to be um, a little bit less of a structure or of a driving force through, and we could watch almost these these small vignettes through each of her life, which also gave room, I think, um, for the director to be a little bit more playful because some of the scenes are short, some are, the, are long, some are a little bit more goofy, some use some more experimental techniques um, that a little bit of magical realism. And I think by framing, giving it that structure, that kind of bolted structure of these, these chapters, um, made me feel more comfortable about watching something that maybe in the moment may seemed a little bit more directionless. And as we would dip even out of the main character and look at some of the little side characters and all of that gave a real, um, like a vibe. It gave a really good vibe. And I think that's another thing that we said when we watched Oslo 31st August was about like the vibe of Oslo that Mm. she creates in there. And he does such a good job. I mean, the very first thing that this movie made me think is, God damn it, I missed the summer in Oslo. Because they did that opening of her standing smoking the cigarette out on Ekeberg yeah. and how she wanders down 
later uh, on later on and stuff oh yeah, and so, goes going so to the parties so, i i mean i had a great time with this sorry i've yeah. been talking a lot someone else say something that they uh, like well I, I will just say that uh echoing a lot of what you guys have said i really enjoyed it um mm-hmm. i uh i think i don't know if it's the, my favorite thing we've done um mm-hmm. but it easily could be it's definitely my favorite thing we've done in a while uh and yeah i mean you know it's a story it it, it resonates with us of course because all of us are in our early 30s right and this is in in, well now yeah, you're you're right in there. How old are you now? Huh? I'm 27. Oh, so, oh my God! Oh, so you, so, but she's, she's so you are woman, well, <laughs> you're about to experience this. But it's uh, it's you know, like there is a there is a growing up, and there's a to, there's a putting away of childish things to put it in a biblical sense, I suppose. Uh, but there's a there there's an aspect of like going from the idealism and world of opportunities of childhood and all the things open to you to like, you know, just trying to make the best and enjoy the life you're living uh, and with the people that are around you. And that, you know, is a part of growing up. And I think this does a good job reflecting the ups and downs of that. Uh, So I I think it was powerful. I did see one, I'm trying to remember where I saw one relatively negative review of this, but only one uh, that said it was more or less emotionally manipulative and that the only th- good thing about it was the was the lead actress and that everything else at the story was kind of trite and just playing on tropes and emotions and i disagree wow. but uh oh, that was the that, that there I was a dissenting so... a dissenting yeah. vote it might have been uh, it might have been like roger ebert or something i don't know uh well uh, isn't he dead yeah but he still has his he has his oh, okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, else's no, you know what? It's the it's the New Yorker did this. Uh, the title uh, the what? title of the review is the worst person in the world is a sham except for its lead performance. Whoa, uh, well, coming think, in hot. This is so strange to me because I feel like this movie was literally made for for the, the New Yorker kind of, right? that kind of like, leaders of the New Yorker, which is why they can't know? like it, right? Which is why the yeah, magazine like, can't support it. Stealing our yeah. our flex and yeah. like, but I mean. I mean, I, I like I like this this summary that you're saying, like um, John, about how it's a it's essentially a coming of age story, but mm-hmm. told in such a new way. And it's about like how you're saying putting away childish things, but more more importantly, it's also like I it's interesting that you said this, uh, Jack, that this there's this review of like nothing happens, but a lot happens because mm-hmm. I left both times after seeing it, thinking, oh my god, I just like witnessed a life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I felt like so much yeah. happened. And, and it, there's this, uh, I feel like I talk to this, talk about this all the time. So I might have even mentioned this before on this mm-hmm. podcast, but there is this word uh, called sonder, which is like the yeah. <laughs> a tremendous realization of, 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 yeah. of realizing that everybody has. Word, yeah, it's a great word. But it basically means like when you have this crazy realization that everybody uh, every stranger around you uh, has a, a full life of fears and hopes and dreams and, and anxieties and so on. And like, I feel like this movie in so many ways is just like mm-hmm. the, it's like an special shot of that word. And, and like, especially the very last scene. Oh, but we're going like, to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I would love to also. We're, we're hours of, away from that. Come on. Yeah, we'll walk it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll also, the, the word that I actually wrote in my notes and had highlighting was this film felt very tactile to me. It felt very uh, real 
and like drawn from real experiences mm. in you know like there's a formula to rom-coms there's a formula to a lot to a bank heist movie and this one i did not follow a formula and i but i think felt like a very real person a real character someone that there, there were a lot of things that she was saying that i like i remember that feeling of like what am I doing with my life? Is this the right thing? Like, no, when she's having arguments with one of one of the boyfriends, I can't remember which, and him saying, like, what do you want? And her saying, I don't know what I want, but I know I don't want this right now. And like, it, it the, the feeling, the feeling of like, I want to be, I want to change something. I want to, I, when she says, I don't want to feel, I feel like I'm on the sideline of my own life. Yeah. I think that hit me really like hard because I think that there's a lot of people that, you know, they're comfortable, they're going through the motions, they're not truly found something that inspires them to what they want to be, but they, they yearn for that, but don't have maybe the precise like map of where they need to go to, to achieve that. And in order to do that, they need to go out and make mistakes, maybe end a relationship that probably wasn't, you know, worth ending or, or do it, you know, go into a field that she didn't, you know, that wasn't the right fit. And that doesn't make you necessarily a bad person, although your actions may impact someone. And like what to her is, you know, a choice that she has to make really impacted, uh, what was his character? Axel, like mm -hmm. the breakup with him. And it's it's every no one felt like a hero and nobody felt like a villain completely to me that felt very like real real people and i i just uh, i really liked i think that was constructed perfectly yeah um did yeah. you on that note I, I i i can just i i think it's gonna win best original screenplay you think it might not win best uh foreign film best foreign film because there's a lot of uh heavy contenders apparently but yeah. but this was such a well-constructed mm -hmm. script such a, a tight story like it was a long movie but it never did it drag no mm -hmm. and like i like how in the imdb it says four years but like to be i honest, have no it, idea it could have been that. one year it could have been, been yeah. five years yeah. like we don't really know and at the end of the day i i just like i'm left with this intense like yeah like mm -hmm. there was such a realness to this film well b before we talk too much about like uh, we're all praising the film and that sometimes can be a little bit boring. Um, uh, one of Gira's friends, uh, who I will not name, um, saw this film and really didn't like it. Name and shame. Uh, Go. Put her on blast. <laughs> and, um, and, How dare she? and this woman, Cindy, uh, no, <laughs> I actually have a friend who also didn't like it. Uh, he thought it was overhyped. I want, I wonder if a lot of people, be, because this is such a lauded film and has been nominated for two Oscars, which I, I cannot imagine many Norwegian films have had happen. The last one was Komtiki, and uh, God, we both know that's so just a totally normal ass movie. I think it won best, uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. But, it was so I wonder if a lot of people came in thinking this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> and then went, you know. I mean, it's a huge is fine. pride moment for Norway. Yeah, it's kind of like our par parasite moment because it, it's Kontiki mm -hmm. is like obviously a good movie, but it's so yeah. polished and mm -hmm. like I mean yeah. that director is famous for just being like like they're almost like Hollywood films. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Whereas like this this movie has so much heart and yeah. it will age so mm -hmm. tremendously well. Like I am just calling that already. It is going to age so well. So uh, I'll t say a bit about what Giro's friend um, said she didn't like about the film when I was talking to her. She said, um, I think she said it was competently acted, well shot, 
Like no, no. Pro- well, I mean, even well acted, but she fundamentally had a problem with the main character and said she said uh, specifically that she's like, I don't like this girl. This seems like the girl who I went to high school with, who was like really good with boys, didn't ever stand for anything. And the way I remember what she said, she said, this is the kind of girl that forgets to vote. Because, like, you know, like, has other things going on. Yeah, I'm not sure really, I'm a really fan of Julia. Right, right, right? I don't, like, I don't know that I particularly like her in real life. She, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she's, I mean, she seems kind of like all about Eve. She's all focused on herself uh, mm-hmm. much of the time. And it, she doesn't really have her shit figured out and is flitting from thing to thing. Which, like, you know, fair. Uh, that, I still think it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, did, did any of you guys watch Fleabag? No, uh, a bit of it, a bit of it. Okay, this reminded me a lot because that is also an incredibly well-written, well-acted show about a person that's kind of like, I mean, that's way worse in the, like, this is a kind of a despicable person kind of way. Whereas it to almost to a comedic effect, whereas Yulia definitely to a comedic effect in in that case. Whereas Yulia in this felt um, yeah against me. Like I I agree with you. I don't know if I'd like like Yulia or get along really well with her, but I like getting to see a portrait of her in a you know a sympathetic light that felt like a real person. how how uh, should we go into any specifics about? Uh, I about just this? Re- I mean really quickly yeah. before we jump into it, I think it's important to kind of like so we ne- we mentioned it's it's told in twelve chapters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has there's a little bit of narration in the beginning yeah. and elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, which I felt really worked actually. I usually don't, it so often does narr- not work. Yeah, really. I mean it also gets a lot like narration is like almost like a taboo thing. Like people immediately hate it, but mm-hmm. I, I mean especially here I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but I mean lo- like broadly speaking, it's kind of like the beginning of a relationship the end of a relationship, the beginning of a new relationship, mm-hmm. the end of that, and then the end of a main character's life. life. And yeah. then kind of like her experience through that entire mm-hmm. sine wave, if you will. Because it yeah, kind of yeah. goes up and then down and then up and then down. And then it kind of peters out. And like um, that was that was a great structure. I mean, it was such mm-hmm. a cool way to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like it was such a... It's almost like, have you guys watched the new Wes Anderson, French Dispatch? No, I haven't. Because, uh, okay, French Dispatch is <laughs> so also several stories told together. And mm-hmm. although, in my opinion, side note, that that kind of felt more fragmented, mm-hmm. this 12-chapter structure yeah. gave um, the ability for the director to, uh, and the, well, the writing to basically show so much more than just like a very linear story. You know, like yeah. they could pack mm-hmm. in so much more. Like there is a chapter... That is literally about, like, the ex of the second boyfriend oh. and her experience with, like, connecting to her 3%, 3% song of being, like, from the indigenous uh, peoples of, of uh, Norway, the Sami. That is hilarious. But it was, like, it was so enjoyable. That really stuck with me. Like, yeah. that whole sequence was yeah. great. She's on her own little journey. Exactly. You know Everyone's I mean? on their journey yeah. here. And that's going back. Yeah. And go- it's almost like Euphoria, if you guys have watched that I show, watch. where the beginning of every episode in the first season yeah. essentially tells the story of one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it, it just breathes so much life to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the wholeness that is the movie, even though obviously, like, uh, Yulia... You know, you like her or don't like her. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the point is, you're still kind of 
experiencing the movie through her eyes, I guess. But you're giving so much more detail through these chapters. Did you, um, um, I, I really like the way you constructed it um, about, you know, the beginning of a relationship, the end of a relationship, the new relationship, and then, you know, the end of one of the characters' lives. Um, is there a specific chunk of the movie that worked best for you or worked worse or yeah and I, and I, I really think everybody should watch it twice for this reason mm -hmm. because it really helps you like I'm not gonna lie you know once you get to uh, I mean I wrote it down once you get to chapter the end of chapter five that's where they break up right mm -hmm. and then from chapter six it is a different movie like this mm -hmm. new relationship is a new movie essentially yeah. And then when you find out that the first boyfriend is sick with um, with a very terminal form of cancer, then it, it is an entirely, it's not just totally, a different movie, yeah. it is an entirely different movie. Mm -hmm. And I will say that like, maybe it's just the style of films that I like, but the first half, basically up until the end of the first relationship, oh my God, it is it is perfect cinema. Like mm -hmm. it is I mean, the, the shot where you see their background story about how they met and how they fell in love. And, mm -hmm. like, then you also get to see this amazing sequence about, like, testing the limits of what is cheating and what is not. And like, Oh, was, yeah, that yeah, was can great. We, I want to talk specifically about that because, like, I was Let's talk about it. very uncomfortable during that. I was that sitting whole there with scene. your girlfriend going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that whole sequence was extremely uncomfortable. And every... Like, basically, for those who haven't seen it, I mean, I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't seen it, but essentially, they're like, they're like, well, does, is this crossing the line? And yes. then they do something crazy. And yeah. then it's like, yes. is this crossing the line? Yeah. And then they do something crazy. It's its own flirting. Yeah, yeah and, it's, okay. and they're like, but I mean, although you're sitting there watching, like, of course this is, like, you are definitely crossing the yeah, line. Yeah, at the minimum, this is some kind of emotional, yeah, like... but uh, at the same time, yeah. you're like, wow, this is a wholly unique level of intimacy yep. that you are sharing mm -hmm. with a random, random person that you met at a, just party at a party that you, you crashed. crashed. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, that is like, that is kind of the best sequence, yeah. especially when that ends. I mean, like the whole time it's like they, you, they know they will never kiss and they won't do anything else. And they won't but tell the name. They, but then like... they, ex they do like, um, oh, what's it called? When you like, one person takes a drag from a cigarette and, and then you like, it, like shotgun it to another person's yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is essentially their kiss of the evening, and it is told and in slow mo. And there's this beautiful soundtrack in the background, yeah. and I'm just like, and I'm Jesus Christ, this is a great film. I you believe that's I mean? on the poster. That's that is one of the posters. Yeah, one yeah. Of there's, one a lot, there's a ton of running posters, down. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that sequence with the kiss, the, mm -hmm. uh, that is like my very close to favorite. But obviously, my favorite is mm -hmm. the Frozen Oslo. Sure. Scene, yeah, which I also want to talk about. But anyways, Jorvika, let's man. talk it's... about let's. Uh, John, what did you think yeah. about the whole like um, uh, infidelity chapter, which is literally called Utroskop, which means infidelity. Infidelity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I agree with you. I well, there was little doubt in my mind that that was uh, emotional infidelity. Uh, you know, <laughs> even if not, not physical. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, like, she's confronting. She's at that party with all those annoying art people who are looking down mm -hmm. on her because she's working at a bookshop and mm -hmm. uh, and like can't even talk to her like they like they can't even form sentences to to speak to her and like turn yeah. away and she's like I'm kind of done with this and then she goes and like wanders around a beautiful summer Oslo and finds a fun wedding party happening out of someone's house and crashes it and uh, yeah jumps in I mean and like look. I don't think I've had anything happen that cool, but we've all had those, 
like kind of random nights where you wander into some alternate track, you end up with some group of people, you end up doing something that is like super fun and different and it's almost like a what if track. and you know that this was, and then you hit thirty and it goes away. Well, it's not necessarily. <laughs> no, but... oh, no, I'm sorry. Then, child, you have, then you have then a baby goes away for a few years, <laughs> or you could still have those moments, but maybe with your child. I don't know. Yeah, Shit. but I mean, no, it was. Uh, I just, I mean, I thought that was a wonderful chapter, um, and I really think the movie took off. For, I guess what chapter was that? Was that six? Five? Second. What? That was the was second. Early. Yeah. That was, that was like only right the second chapter? That was that the before second. or after yeah, the cabin? She starts walking so down the and first... then she's at that party. Yeah. yeah. And but the is first that cabin chapter... the first chapter? No, so the epilogue is, or sorry, the prologue is like, this is her life. This is where she's at now. And oh, yeah, then she meets this life. guy. And right. this guy is a cartoonist and he's great. Yeah. And and then, I mean, side note, he they have sex and then he's like, this is never going to work. You're going to resent me. Yeah. I'm much older than you. Yeah. We're in you different places. Yeah. And then you're sitting there, like, literally rolling your eyes. You're like, this guy is such a, like, yeah, you know, like, uh, like a like, chauvinist or whatever. Such a defense And then it's yeah. literally what happens. Exactly. <laughs> and then I was, like, that, again, I caught on the second viewing. Yeah. Because, like, yikes. But then um, then the ch- first chapter is called The Others. Can I, can I jump in? And when they meet all those, those that, like, That's uh, at the cabin, other, though, right? Yeah, at the okay. cabin. And then they jump straight into this infidelity yeah. chapter. Yeah. The, um... It, this this felt very very Norwegian to me, which I don't. Maybe, I, you mean I going to the family that. cabin? No, no. Before that, her the whole intro of her of like her how many she she starts out as a medical student. Yes. Then psychology. Out and, psychology. Psychology. Yep. Then photography. Buys a, then buys a camera and said that. Yeah. And I feel like I have met many Norwegians. Who have done that? That have like started studying something, and then they're like, whatever. I'm gonna use my student loan to be in this, and then I'm gonna use the rest of my student loan to go and do in this. And I'm just thinking, in America, I'm just I'm just counting the dollars. Lot, it would, yeah. But in America, like if you t- if you start studying to get a degree and you take out like a quarter million dollar loan to go into, you know, medicine, you can't just switch to photography. Yeah, although, like, but right, right. people absolutely you... do in college, right? I mean. People are on the pre-med track and end up, so like, they confront organic chemistry and are like, well, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah, go yeah. on to... Okay, fast forward, and that yeah, person is play. a consultant, like, working, like, red yeah. or, like, does marketing, so, I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe not quite as... Mm-hmm. Extra- Although, I mean, yeah, we, we I think we all know people who, you know, were, like, mm-hmm. hard-charging corporate types and then ended yeah, up yeah. becoming artists. So, yeah, like, that, yeah. that happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I also I also appreciated it because it was kind of like I mean this is uh, after all the Oslo trilogy and it kind of like showed Oslo's artistic side mm-hmm. even though it's I mean it's nothing like Berlin or like mm-hmm. the, or like these other artsy kind of cities bohemian even, cities even, yeah even thinking. like Budapest or or like I mean I don't know Paris could obviously yeah, also yeah. host a lot of that but I mean it has that element to that and I feel like it showed that really really well in a way it was mm-hmm. kind of like. Yeah, but side note. Um, uh, I don't need... Uh, uh, the chapter that we have uh, been discussing, I don't think we need to go anymore. I agree with everything you guys said. So uh, you want to move on to another one that you really I like, mean, Owen? The next one that was like pretty yeah. impactful was the breakup. It's called Bad Timing. And yeah. and like Can this we... is when we get... The, the freeze, can the we freeze shot? Let's talk about that. How did you? I need that um, light switch in my house. Let me tell you. Yeah, I know, right? But I mean, again, you were talking about Oslo in the summer, Oslo in the spring, and I was just that. that oh, down in Barca. We got. They, so they go pretty. I'll, I'll tell John. So that uh, that 
cafe. That's where, <laughs> that, that's where that that's the cafe. At, like when we go get like a coffee at work, that's the yeah. Cafe well, I mean, we it's barcode, right? Uh, yeah, it's in yeah, barcode. Yeah, yeah. yeah right down there, which is so good for like. I mean, it's just it, it. You don't need to do set decoration in barcode. It already does the work for you there. Yeah. Oh. Fun fact about that scene. When was they shot? Because I know I'm just interested. I think it was during the pandemic. Because, but most people are not wearing. The only scene where they were wearing masks is in the epilogue. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, then you're kind of into in the, the present. future. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or in the present. Or, Sorry, or yeah. the future. Okay. Yeah. But but fun fact yeah. about this shot um, was that. Like it's there's no CGI. Everybody is actually freezing. No. Yeah, everybody is real people who are just standing still, which I'm very impressed about. No, really. Like, yeah, yeah. And second of all, they oh, blocked off all of Barcode, which is a very busy, uh, busy street. It's I the mean, financial. It's, right. Yes, Not exactly. It's like down downtown, essentially, yeah. very very downtown. And then um, people were. This was during the pandemic, so people were kind of cooped up. Uh, but they were starting like th- there was a, a, bi- a blip in like 2021 when mm. things were open again kind yeah. of in the summer so people were watching these outside of this uh, outside of their windows like seeing all these people just like completely stand still <laughs> yeah. and like instead of just kind of like look a bunch of people apparently walked down and joined in just to do it <laughs> so cool. what you're seeing on film is like they only they had only hired something like 30 percent of that the volume of people to be extras and everybody else just just like joined in. That's awesome. Cool. And it's so well done. Like everybody joined in and like didn't yeah. mess it up yeah. too. You yeah. Know? Oh, no, yeah, because all it could take is one troll to be in the background, like I mean, flossing. Then, yeah, I mean, he was probably like, when he was editing this film, he was probably <laughs> please, like really, please, really, please, really, please. really critical of what shot to take. But I mean, that shot, Jesus. I did. I oh. liked all of the elements. I, um, he, I, the same was in in the previous uh, movie we saw in Oslo, thirty first August. We was, um, I think beautifully shot, very lovingly shot of the city. He obviously really likes to pick uh, showing Oslo and making it it just look nice on screen. But this is the first time I, we've seen him, or excuse me, that I've seen him doing any kind of fantastical elements, and that is executed really well. I also like the tripping on mushroom the mushroom scene, scene huh. yeah, which I was I wanted yeah, to get into it, but like I mean, well, any thoughts from you guys on that one? <laughs> on the mushroom scene? Yeah, I mean, like, cause essentially that <laughs> Dude, mus- this mushroom scene comes all I can uh, say around like midway after mm-hmm. the um, the breakup of yes. the first and the then. So this is like. Wow, I mean, I I thought it was the the I mean like the elements. Having I have never been tripping on mushrooms, so I can't know about. But I think from what I saw, like this looked like a really cool way of portraying it. The the dropout. It's almost reminded me of the scene in Get Out when you when he falls into the sunken place when she falls on onto the ground and hits so true. that i've like really conjured a feeling the suit she's wearing the naked, the naked suit, suit with all the people touching touching her, her and then and, and then, then the tampon scene. nothing will beat that tampon <laughs> scene putting the blood on her and throwing at her father i'm like whoa this is getting into yeah, a but lot they but broke the third the what's it called the fourth wall the third wall what's it the called the fourth wall is like, when you interact with the uh, yeah, because like okay, when she throws the tampon, yes. then they cut to a shot of a movie audience going. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm like, this. What is, is happening? So meta. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sitting there in the theater and I'm also reacting that way. And then like, I mean, it was but, it was just such. But an interesting dude, when take. she and I was like, wow, that was a fun, crazy scene to say that. And when she wakes up the next and day, you're like, and the oh, blood no, is on her cheek. Real. <laughs> like, which which then works its way backwards to be like, what did she actually? Actually, like she must yeah. have actually. Done. No, she she did that. Oh I mean, my like, god! 
I, I also, uh, when she falls back and like lands yeah. on the carpet, there is like a um, a scene from Paprika. I don't know if you guys uh, watch no. anime movies, but uh, Paprika, the, the the that movie is apparently ex- like was extremely uh, inspirational mm-hmm. to Nolan's Inception. Mm. It's like literally oh, cool. his rendition of that film. But anyways, so the people who have seen that movie maybe you'll They're recognize like, it. Yeah, but uh, cool. yeah, crazy crazy scene. <laughs> um. Do we have anything anything more you want to talk about like this middle segment or should we go? I on? mean, the only thing there is like how um, she she like and I, I liked how you guys were talking about like um, oh yeah I don't particularly like Yulia you know what I mean in this yeah. film and I when when you guys first said that I was like I mean I don't dislike her I mean she was like mm-hmm. she was actually such a real kind of character mm-hmm. that you understand I, I had so much sympathy and mm-hmm. empathy with for her except for when she hits I think the um, the chapter is it's chapter eight. It's called Yulia's Narcissistic Circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means like this is when it's all, this is all about her. And yeah. It's super narcissistic and whatnot, and that's when she she's just like, mean to him. So mean, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's just mean. That's one. So mean to this guy who's oh. just constantly nice to her. Uh, yeah, I know. And, uh, oh God, he's a sweetheart. <laughs> but I mean, so that's my that was like when I felt like I disliked that her the most. most, even during the infidelity scene, mm-hmm. because. I was just so moved by that sequence. Mm-hmm. I was almost like, I wasn't necessarily liking her, but mm-hmm. I was rooting for them, mm-hmm. right? Whereas like now I was just like, they were just like, why are you being like this? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I totally get that. I think I mean, it, 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 it again speaks to the, the complexity of her as a person because I, I, like I, I, I said, I don't think I would like her, but I would definitely not hate her. Of course. Do you know and what I mean? I, I, I like, like I the understand why she is, mm-hmm. and like that's why like. Uh, and I oh and I, I yeah go for it. I, I think I'm like I have I been that person to someone else of in course. my life, which I definitely have. Like I of want course. I am I am the hero of. I my am own the protagonist journey. of my story. Exactly, <laughs> and but I am absolutely the asshole, non-playable character in someone else's life that like was a dick. <laughs> at some point and I was definitely her and and not in either because I had a bad day or because I had a bad experience or I or or for whatever reason and like I'm I probably don't even remember this but it may have impacted someone else in another way and I I think this film pushed that like pu- pushed that idea into my head and made me like really deal with that in a way that I cannot think of another movie doing mm. at least not recently so bravo movie yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely can, agree. Can we talk a little bit about uh, the character of Axel and yeah. Anders Lai? Um, yeah. One, um, uh, this had way more of him than I thought it was gonna. Because going into this movie, I I knew a lot about the character of Yulia. I knew I knew that the actress won Best Actress, and this was gonna mostly center on her, and she's on the poster of everything. So I didn't know how much um, uh, uh, Axel's character was gonna be. But it's a ton about him. It is a ton about him, and I really liked how they uh, they dealt with him. Um, the back half of the movie really hit me, and that's and uh, um, Erlen will not understand this because he is not old like I am, and so um, the scene that I, I really liked that they put in was when he is being interviewed on on Anarcho. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, that was PBS a rough scene. The, the, yeah, the, the PBS. The, yeah, the, yeah, no, I, I, I got that. BBC, PBS. It's not for you, John. We're talking to our, our, our thousands of, of listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hundreds. Looking at you, Steve. Dozens of us. 
Um, but I did like, and I actually was listening to an interview with uh, with Joachim Trier about um, uh, about this scene uh, specifically, and they were talking about how uh, Oxel's character grew up, I guess, like came of age in the '90s, I guess, and the kind of milieu that he was brought in when he was the edgy guy, you know, and which is expressed a lot through his, you know, his art and this kind of, you know, F you to the system, this kind of punk rock ideology he had, and he's maintained that. And what has happened is culture has kind of moved past him. And, and I, I actually, I, I wrote it down. I have a paper here. What did he say? He said that, um, so Joachim Trier said that, um, Oxel is an archaic and outdated um, worldview mm. and that he in that scene is getting hit by that because he thinks he's being you know standing for free speech or the punk rock idea and the woman who is telling him like no 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 like I hear you but like we you're actually punching down and we've actually made advancements beyond you and it's him having that realizing that the culture and the world has out moved beyond doesn't him. Need him it doesn't yeah, yeah, it doesn't need him. And His, that like whole philosophy is just outdated. And that's what's fe like not thinking that like, oh, art is supposed to challenge you and stuff. And you're like, well, you're actually also advancing maybe a sexist view that we didn't really think about, mm -hmm. you know, in the years past. And you are not like either try to learn about that or get out of the way. Yeah. And I think that it speaks in to his insecurities about being with Yulia because that goes to like, oh, you're young, you don't, you're not gonna get me, you're gonna throw me away. This is, so I, I, I he looked very vulnerable in that moment and I really appreciated that. Great scene. I mean, yeah. it was hard to watch. It was. Uh, especially yeah. on the Super. second viewing yeah. when you know that he knows about his terminal illness yeah. in that viewing, mm -hmm. right? So I feel like, again, if you watch this film, watch it in another time because it's just like even it slaps even harder to be yeah. honest. But I mean, that was also just such a powerful like because again, he was like such an unlikable character in that mm -hmm. in that scene. But then you're also like, it's like it's like this this movie is so good at showing the complexities of of all kind of things and all moments mm -hmm. and like you know some people who are uh, like you know if that actually happened in reality, the vast majority of of uh, Norwegians would like really really dislike this person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then like I, I mean it is it like without knowing that there is this dimension to him like you know coming to, to terms with his yeah, his own, his and, own like, life yeah. yeah and then he had that speech later on at the hospital about how he's basically just constantly like nostalgic for things that, that are gone. gone and then like those things like I'm I'm gonna die with those things and like I mean that was a power I mean his, again he acted the shit out his of his acceptance yeah. of that because him like you think about his interaction he loved Yulia like he didn't want to jump into that relationship then he did then he was saying like I'd like to have I love you so much I'd like to have a child with you and she says she doesn't want to have that and he says you know what I love you so much that I will give up on having a child to stay with you mm-hmm then she leaves him anyway. Yeah. And then the next time she sees him, he, she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. She's pregnant, yeah. And like, oh. and then you, I just imagine that. Imagine that you're dying of cancer. And then on top of that, that is the message that comes back to you. Yeah. And he, I think he handles it like. Oh, exactly, right? Like, what did he say? He goes, like, you're, you're going to be a great mom. I've yeah. always said that. But like, at the end of the day, like, she, she was very much like, I don't know if I want kids because I don't know about what type of world they're coming into. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of us resonate with that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, 
at the end of the day, he goes, you know what? Do it. Like, yeah. if the guy's a good guy, fuck it, go do it. it. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, oh, damn. Like, I, knew, I mean, it was just such a redeeming he, moment. He did. Yeah. And, exa- and, and that's why I, I love that. I loved his character so much for that because in the same this 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 movie did, does such a good job of building empathy for its characters and in that one like watching what he had to go through despite maybe you know the bad choices that he's made in some of these situations you you have a i mean anytime a character has cancer it makes it a lot easier to like feel bad for them but then which is why it crushed me that scene after when um was it his friend tells Julia like you know he's not doing too well and and when she, he sends the message, or the message, I forget how, how he conveys it, but tells Yulia, he's not going to make it through the night. Yeah, yeah it's a, and voice, a voicemail. Voice, 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 or voice memo, she, maybe. And then she walks all night. She, and the shots just, of Oslo, and then she gets it down to the fjord, and the lat, and then you see the sun come up over the fjord, right down, and you just, you know, you know you in know, that moment. And then what? She goes home, she showers, and then she loses yeah, the, the baby. baby. And it was like, Ugh. it was such a tight, ending you know what i mean yeah. uh and, it was and no such... words you no one had to say anything yes. for that. like you all no of dialogue. this was conveyed in just shots and and no they they didn't thank god they didn't bring in the like um voiceover or anything yeah like, i'm also no, glad they didn't yeah. show him again yeah in that movie because we like, knew we knew like it was yeah. everybody knew but mm-hmm. more importantly it was also like this mm-hmm. is her experience of mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Uh, tragedy you know what i yeah. mean and Mm-hmm. Yeah, goddamn! What a, <laughs> what a crazy ending! Mm-hmm. And then like you fast forward quite a long time, mm-hmm. and she's like you know truly pursuing photography. Which so so my uh, the friend I spoke about uh, earlier, Cindy, um, uh, saw the epilogue um, as a um, like a sad ending, which I did not. I watched I that as either. very like this woman. It flashes forward to her. She's get, like. She's clearly moving into more of her passion or finding a way. Yeah. And, and it's the step forward. And she lived it. Like, I absolutely love that they showed that character, Ivan, the guy who was, yeah. I'm never going to have kids. Yeah. The world is terrible. Dude. Everything here. With and the baby, see, with the actress, right? It was with the with actress. With that actress. Yeah. Yeah. So my first yeah. viewing, I didn't catch that the actress who she was kind of having a, yeah. a, a moment. moment with, yeah. she was like, use that. You know, like, I'm going to take the shot of you and, like, yeah. you can. I, I like they, they had like an in, intimate moment there yes. where she was like very vulnerable with her. Yeah. And then boom, like. And then it comes in. Boom. And got... look who just walked in the door. It is Giro to tell us about her thoughts on the movie. <laughs> Giro, you're here. You showed yes. up here. Yes. We're talking about this movie. Have you seen The Worst Person in the World? Yes. In fact, I saw it in the back of a car driving back from the cabin today. An optimal way. Yes. With optimal. the baby, with baby Finn, who's with yes. us right now. Girl, so that was, what'd that you was think great. of the movie? Uh, I thought I was going to like the movie and hate the girl, but I liked the movie and I kind of also liked the girl. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. I know. Uh, I thought she was going to annoy me a lot from what I'd heard about the movie at the time, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, no, I think she, I actually kind of liked her. <laughs> How do you uh, how'd you like the ending? We're, we're, right now we're, dis- we're discussing the ending with uh, her ex boyfriend having the the baby. As a new mother, how do you feel? Love babies, pro <laughs> baby yeah. all around. Uh, no, but it, to me it seemed like she ended up kind of where she was supposed exactly. to. Exactly. It felt. It, it, she felt. We were happy. talking about your friend Cindy. 
mm. Um, mm. who didn't mm. like uh, who thought the, saw the ending as kind of a sad note, a down ending. But I thought I think I think our general consensus here is that your friend Cindy is an idiot, and that <laughs> this was a happy, upbeat ending about a girl finally moving on uh, in in the right direction. Sure. Why not? Okay. Why not? We're not going to trap right. poor Cindy anyway. <laughs> anyway, thanks Love for coming you, by, girl. All right, I'm going to take the baby. Take the baby. Bye. Take the baby. And we go. All right, guys. Let's go to our categories. Um, as always, we have we start with who won the movie. Uh, Erlen, who won the movie? Oh, man. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I didn't really consider the who won, who lost. You <laughs> never do. We do this <laughs> we every have, single time. Four categories are, to do. I like it whenever there's like a... John Connolly. <laughs> John Connolly. Who? I think... Uh, is his name Ivan? Uh, is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, the character. Um, the character Ivan or the actor? I, I always do characters. I don't do actors. Okay, cool. Uh, I think, mm -hmm. unless that's not true. But uh, I think Ivan, the character, uh, I think ended up in the right place after going through two rather difficult relationships he seems genuinely happy uh and mm -hmm. i'm happy for him uh and with his baby i also think uh yulia won mm -hmm. as well because i think she mm -hmm. i i i also as we were saying i read the epilogue as happy um mm -hmm. and i think she is in a place where she is content with where she is and what she is doing uh mm -hmm. and she is focused inwardly as opposed to outwardly perhaps and and that mm -hmm. you know i at least she's she's finding happiness where it is, and yeah. I so I, she seems happy, and so I think I think she won. Beautiful, John. Thank you for coming prepared for this. Uh, <gasps> it's not that I, I just um, this, this moving movie, on. This type of movie is just not made for winners and losers. I have lines, the you know? clear winner is is the actress uh, Renata Reinsva, who won the won the best actress award at Cannes and. All, who almost quit acting ends up coming back with this amazing performance in a in a movie that's going to the Oscars mm. and that she's you know in virtually every shot of this so oh. clearly there is a winner here and that's her I still want to see her carpentry though before I make a call on what she should that would, do <laughs> I, I would fair have point. to agree fair point um I uh, uh, uh do you want to add anything or are you just saying no I mean I, I have a guy Okay, that's, well, that's the, the third, third category. We got to know. Gotta, but gotta since you have, so I assume you don't have a loser either. I mean, I mean, maybe the maybe the butthole of the cat, right? Oh. That was censored out of the cartoon. Um, because get out of here. So, rather, the cat censorship. In the tolerant Gepa. left strikes again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Gepa was like turned into a movie, and it looked like uh, uh, Mickey Mouse and shit. And yeah, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, do you have a loser, John? I mean, it's Axel, I think. Uh, I don't, yeah. That's, I don't think much more needs to be said. That's a tough character. It's a, yeah, the that's... actor, uh, Anders Lai, or what's his name? Da uh, Anders Danielson Lai. Yeah, he Laia? did a fantastic yeah, job uh, once yeah. again. Like, that mm -hmm. was a tour de force performance, but uh, his character definitely lost. I'm going to say the loser, you know, I didn't actually write this down, but I'm going to say that uh, that professor she slept with, that's just like inappropriate and you should not be sleeping with your students. And the way, and he definitely started it. Yeah. Like he definitely, he like, he, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yes, I'm like, he did. ooh, that made me not think he very, was creepy. very much. That's fair. Yeah, anyway. So true. Power abuse. Uh, hey, Erlen, who's your guy? I'm going to go with uh, with Avon, my main man. That guy Why? Was just like, <laughs> he was just so nice. He was just like such a good guy mm -hmm. and like 
He was he unfaithful? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, he crossed the line. Yeah, he he certainly crossed the line. I don't know if you want what you want to call it, but like he crossed the line. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, I I liked how he had his own journey where he the only time the movie uses the word. Uh, yeah, he says it. Is when he, yeah. the narrator says that oh, yeah. he what struggled with like that encounter with Yulia mm-hmm. because he feels like he has been um, yeah he has betrayed his girlfriend and all of the Sami. <laughs> 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 yeah, yes. and then Wait, I'm like, but what I'm was like, that word you just said that he that the movie only used once? Uh, like the, ti- the, the title, title of the, the name, oh, the title of oh, okay. Vladislav or like, got it, got or, it, got it. or maybe it was like Vladens. But it was the only time that yeah, that yeah, yeah. He, he's the one who says it, not her. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, whereas the narrator was saying it about him. Right, uh, right. That's, I yeah. I have to ask uh, Erlin. Um, in one of the uh, interviews I listened with Yulkom uh, Tria, he said that Vadnesvesmaneske is an expression in Norwegian. Yeah, I mean, is it? It's it's more just like if you do something bad, you'd be like, oh my god, I feel like shit. It's kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like such a shitty person. Yeah. yeah I mean, I but think I wouldn't say it's. It's an expression, an expression in English too, in a way. Yeah. Like, I've but you wouldn't. People. I wouldn't know. I mean, like, it's a concept, but like, right? I wouldn't I think say like, that. You're like, the oh, worst. the worst person in the world. Like, we don't all say that. We I know, say like, but... I feel shitty or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, John, who's your guy? One hundred percent Cineva, uh, and and the you know three yeah. percent Tommy ancestry and like the yoga poses. <laughs> the yoga, and the yoga, yoga is so and, good. And nice just movie. like, just kind of like, <laughs> I mean. Oh, that was very, you know, that was a relatively minor side character, but a really impactful one and important one to the story. And like, I got her, I got her whole character, or not her whole, but I got like good character arc out of her in a relatively short period of time. So, my guy. What was it? Yeah, then I can't remember. So, so she, she's posed the posts that are like it's yoga and it's yeah, like highly oh sexualized when like, when she um liked that that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. my the whole theater was like uh, <gasps> <yeah>. <laughs> such a universal like you fucked up you know what i mean it was so you, fun um uh my guy is uh is the lady at the party in the beginning whom yulia says uh she should not cuddle her baby yeah, yeah, I thought that was so hilarious. I'm, I'm a doctor. No, a, a drug addict. A drug, yeah, yeah. She's like, Are you no, a mother? No, but I'm, I'm a, a doctor. I'm a doctor. Uh, I'm, a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a doctor. Yeah, um, you know, all the si- And the way she does it, she's just like so like. She's like, I'm just purely hey, being clinical. I'm just here. being clinical. The science says you really should go. And the one's going like, wait, I, sh- I shouldn't just, like. No, no, no. She was like getting so mad. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, that just shows that at that moment she had, she was just like she's like, trolling people. She just was trolling. Yeah, she didn't yeah. give a shit. Give a you know shit. I mean? She's just like oh, fuck yeah. it, whatever. It just. But I'm trying to imagine being. I would put myself if someone was telling me that, like, and it's like I'm a doctor, really. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'd be like, man, I guess I gotta go. Like, gotta go do your own research. Things. Yeah, I gotta. <laughs> All right. So this brings us to our uh, rating. Uh, category so as always we rate each film on a one to six scale based on an object from the film which i i choose and this time i originally was going to say axel winnie the pooing do you know what that means erlin winnie the pooing is the act of being uh naked from the waist down but wearing a shirt on which i thought was very funny with uh axel doing that but instead we're going to go with something that i found um that is very norwegian and that is uh, the it is the Oslo University hospital patient gowns, which are very different 
to what they are in America because they're these white white shirts and they have the, almost like a tiny little Norwegian flag printed on them because it's like red, white, blue, white, red in these little squares. And I find that to be adorable that Norway has decided to print those as like the standard gowns in all of the hospitals. So you so have... It's kind of a, a, a sad rating system it's, though. Well, it's like, the guy... It's, it's, like, it's like literally the symbol of his death in the, in this movie. You I know, it, I think in a way it honors. <laughs> okay, Axel. valid, fine. Oh, I also want to say I love that scene where he's drumming. I forgot. Yeah, how much yeah, he's so... drumming, and the way it tracked—I don't know how they did yeah, yeah, it—but yeah, they, they just like they tracked I mean, his hand very, as he's doing the music. Um, what's that name? Um, that movie with Drummond? No, uh, uh, Whiplash. It was very Whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Do you have a better object? We can go. I don't know. I was gonna say like something related to the pause scene because it was so beautiful but like fine we could call it we could call it no, 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 let's do okay. frozen extras yeah okay <laughs> all right we'll frozen do that extras. okay we're gonna like go that. we're gonna go on a scale of uh, one to six background unpaid. actors yeah uh, background, as okay. someone who has you know experienced backgrounding it's background actors all right yeah. we're gonna do the verb is to background <laughs> all right we're gonna do this rate this on a scale of one uh one to six unpaid background actors fro unpaid frozen background actors uh, Erlen, how six. many? How Come on, six. six, just wow. straight six. They're so fucking good. Stacked. Number of actors. I also will say, I I think I will call that this. Yeah. Will not just not only be the best movie we I've been here on the show reviewing, mm -hmm. but it'll stay the best for like a long time. I think for me, this is like this is so my kind of movie, and like I know I, it's gonna be hard to be. I do. I've I have been. There's watching a movie oftentimes, especially for the podcast, it changes how you like. When I'm watching something, I'm like being more critical, and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna say about this? I'm looking out for my guy. But this is like one of the very, you know, like I, I was watching this movie, and like at four different times, I'm like. God, Erlen's gonna love this. <laughs> like Erlen, I'm like, I'm like watching oh, that yes. scene. I'm like, oh, I bet Erlen's oh, smiling man. at this. No, I was. I mean, shocked it took me so long to see it too. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I really struggled to find um, like a major critique with it. Yeah. So for me, it's just kind of one of those movies it's that'll a just it, it'll just age so well, and I think I'll be able to like watch it again and again and again and still mm -hmm. get something out yeah. of it. John. Uh, I resist ever using the top of the scale i think you need to go be able to go higher but i will say five and a half uh yeah. frozen unpaid background uh actors uh mm. I, I, for the reasons we've articulated kind of throughout I, I think it mm -hmm. it was very well done i think it is one of the best if not the best thing we've mm. it's certainly i think we've seen some good drama and our show started off in a different place uh yeah. with, with occupied but i think as far as the Norwegian movies we've watched. I think this is probably this is the best we've seen. Um, at least I'm pretty sure. It's 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 yeah. It's very well done. I struggle to come up with a critique, just like Erlen said. Um, I think it's shot well. I think now having lived in Oslo for a bit, it actually improved my Experience. my appreciation of this yeah. because it is Oslo can sometimes be an ugly city and but the way it's shot here it's it's just it's so beautiful and it captures a vibe that I, especially in the summertime vibe that i really love about this town yeah and and i think it's he does such a good i can't i have no criticism in the acting the writing anything so it's I, god damn it am i gonna have to give this six 
I hate giving six when Erlen's here. And there was this, <laughs> yes. uh, I've got a half. And I'm just like, I'm trying to come up with like one reason. Maybe you I can get, can I give it 5.5 just to piss off Erlen? I mean, I can't. But then we all wrong. know that you see We all know. Give I'll it give six. it. I'm going to give it six whole unpayers. I'm going to give it, <laughs> I'm going to give it the full six. Woo! I'm going to give full six. God damn it. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, guys, uh, we have not talked about what we're going to watch next. Erlen, do you have anything that you can think of that we could go back and watch? The only thing I'm thinking uh, I've checked is uh, it, it'll be a step down in quality, I can promise, is uh, uh, Axel Henny and Naomi Rapaz. How do you say her? The Swedish one from Girls Drag Oh, Pepper. yeah. These, they're, they're in a, a movie just came out in the U.S., I believe, and John could be double-checking this on Netflix, called The Trip. And it's about the two of them. Oxel Henning from, like, Mux Mullers? Yes, that Oxel Henning. And, and, and her. In an American movie? No, it's a Norwegian movie. But it's it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix, I believe, in the U.S. Um, and uh, it's definitely available here. So we could, uh, I guess we could do that. I was also going to maybe just pitch the uh, the last of the trilogy. Oh, yeah, we could also do that. Just so, like, to, we could, then we've reviewed all of your pictures. The trip is here. Uh, we do have the trip. You want to do it? The heads of the remote cabin. Okay. That's probably the best. Dude. I mean, what's at one the? Point I would love to do the pizza, but like, like if this is easy. Yeah. And Let's do Netflix, trip. Okay, I'm calling trip. it. We're doing trip, and then we'll go back because we can't too much of a good thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. So next, uh, next month we're coming. We're gonna be doing the trip. All right. If anybody, oh, there's no one here to sing the song, but um, <laughs> if anybody wants to send us Wait, an email, you have to sing it podfornorga at gmail.com and we will catch you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye.